the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. A big hello to you on this glorious financial Thursday. Let's say what's happening in the markets. The NASDAQ yesterday was down 1.6%. The S&P 500 down 1.1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down six-tenths of a percent. Ooh, couldn't quite figure out how to build on momentum. That's okay. I think we've had a great year. And if it were closed at these levels, people would say that was a pretty good year. It would be really strange, though, to go 10 and a half months without movement. But it would it would still be a very good year. Bitcoin's playing with twenty three thousand. It's at twenty two thousand nine seventy four. Uber was up five point five percent. Big winner winner chicken dinner yesterday on solid numbers. Greatest quarter ever, best year ever. So says Uber. They're pulling in some nice coinage, and their competitions they seem to be pulling away from. I think that's the thing that I'm taking away from that. Stocks tumbled after investors revisited Jerome Powell's interview from Tuesday and realized that maybe they should be worried about the sustained rate hikes after all. Corporate earnings keep rolling in. There's a new Harry Potter video game called Hogwarts Legacy. It's a top seller in large part because of some negative criticism. Interesting how... One group was trying to put a ban on the game, and suddenly it brought up more interest. This brings me back to, I want to say Grand Theft Auto 2 or 3, some 30 years ago, when Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, was really upset by the video game and how it's ruining kids' minds. The video game did feature getting health from basically having an interlude with a lady of the evening and a lot of cop shooting. Was she wrong? No. Did she make more teenagers want to play it? Yes. It's funny. Some businesses lessons that you should really see, I think on a regular level. One of the most anticipated role-playing games of the year. Zelda will be available for general, um, <clears throat> Sale on Friday. This is the Hogwarts Legacy and Zelda later is going to be uh, available as well. So the video game industry has a lot to deal with. Um, if you take a look at Activision, will they will they not merge with Microsoft? Electronic Arts, how are they standing? How are they dividing their business into mobile? Take Two Interactive, when will the next Grand Theft Auto come out? Strange, but we spend more money as a society on video games than we do on movies. And yet you look at someone like Tom Cruise and go, he's a movie star. And you can't really name a movie star in video games. I don't think. And if you can't, you're impressive. 
the house of the mouse yesterday, Disney. It's a world of laughter. It's a world of fear. Recently returned CEO, Bob Iger. He unveiled his plans to save the company $5.5 billion. Is he going to come up with uh, magical golden ears that you could buy for a lifetime of entertainment? Nope, 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 nope. He's going to come out with Mandalorian 4. Nope, 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 nope. His big plan is to cut 7,000 jobs and to divide Disney into three divisions. Disney Entertainment for most media operations, ESPN, and Parks and Products. ESPN is the big problem with Disney stock. They're not having problem. Well, streaming is very expensive. But they also turn into the number one, number two streamer, depending on how you look at it. Pretty much so in two years. They're going to have an issue coming up with Hulu down the road in streaming. But ESPN is the the problem. They spend too much. They know they spend a lot of money, big chunks of it, when you have to take out loans to buy rights to the NFL, to Monday Night Football, to the uh, who are those freakish brothers, the Manning brothers. I was going to say the Brady brothers, but that's not right. That would be the Brady bunch. Hey, Greg. Hey, Peter. What did you think about the play on Monday Night Football? Well, golly gee, um, I once interviewed Peter Brady on the show, and it went pretty well. It went really well, I would say. He was probably my favorite Brady. Eh, no, he was probably the brother I wanted to be most like because Bobby was too young. But I was kind of a Bobby Brady age, you know. Anyhow, I digress. Twitter executives got congressional grilling yesterday. Lawmakers on the House Oversight Committee questioned three former Twitter executives over the company's 2020 decision to block users from sharing a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. I don't know. I I heard something funny in the world of politics the other day where they say, can we stop talking about Trump if you'll stop talking about Biden? Can we stop talking about Lauren Bobbard if you start to- stop talking about? Kind of funny, right? I think we're all some issues that are like, Really? Is there corruption in the government? Yes. Google's error proves AI is only inhuman at this point in time. Yesterday, Google, or two days ago, Google showed off its chat GPT-infused Bing, or Microsoft was showing its chat-infused GPT Bing. So Google had to show off what they were doing. And the only problem is the system made a factual error. It asserted that the James Webb Space Telescope snapped the very first image of a planet outside of our solar system. Although that was actually done 17 years previous. So, whoopsie, artificial intelligence is having this crazy kick right now. I'm changing the name to the show, Rob Black and your AI. Everything is going to get dot AI. I know you're saying you're not really changing it, are you? Seriously, seriously. Taco Bell, Pete Davidson brought home the bacon. Pete Davidson said, sorry, I'm sorry. Taco Bell's commercial last quarter, and their quarter came out pretty well. Is Pete Davidson a spokesperson we can count on? Pete Davidson in the commercial apologized on behalf of Taco Bell for going a little wild on the past breakfast offerings and announcing simpler fare. The bump in breakfast helped Taco Bell. Interesting, right? Fast food breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Chains are scrambling to cement themselves as pre-work staples. I will say, doesn't McDonald's have some iconic food? Like when I say, um, like when you think McMahon, like 
there's some just iconic fries, McDonald fries. You know what they taste like. Just the, the image gets straight into your head or you kind of forget what maybe Burger King fries taste like. The hash brown at McDonald's, it's always a little bit too hot, right? To the point that it scorches your tongue. So low prices, whatever. McDonald's decided to um, have a good quarter. Taco Bell had a good quarter in breakfast. And again, it's a situation where they're pulling away from the competition, in my opinion. Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky asked for more jets for Ukraine during a surprise trip to the UK and France yesterday. Oh, this is a good one. A firm. They're slashing 19% of its staff, about 500 people, as the buy now, pay later sector struggles. I still don't get buy now, pay later. 19% of their staff is humiliating. Disney's cutting 3% of their staff. Buy now, pay later. I don't get it. Why would we ever do that? If I was 22 years old, and I'll I'll admit, I was probably college smart at that point in time, but I was probably socially stupid. I went to Graceland, for instance when I was 20 years old and I went on a whim, if I were to say, Hey, do you want to pick up a uh, iPhone 14 and buy now pay later? I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's take pictures of Elvis with a 14 pro big event coming up tonight in Cupertino last chance for you to sign up. There's about five seats left. Thank you for filling it up. Juniper hotel income and retirement. Sign up at robblackshow.com. brought to you by EP wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So let's talk Disney. I own shares of Disney. Bob Iger revealed plans to restructure Disney. Wants to cut five and a half billion dollars by cutting 7,000 jobs. Earlier, I was talking about how ESPN's really, it costs a lot of money to operate. And her eyeballs are going more and more places these days. Live sports really does still have a very positive need in television programming that streamers can't pull off quite as well. But it's time for another transformation. I think down the road, a lot of people would be happy if Disney spun off ESPN because that's where a lot of their debt sits and their debt is stopping them from doing more things right now. I own shares of Disney because I plan to give it to my children one day. I don't own shares of Disney because I want to beat the market every single year. They announced that they plan to reinstate their dividend, which I I think this is fair. This was a granny's and orphan stock for many, 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 many years. Like you knew that you would get your dividend. Sales in the media and entertainment uh, distribution segment ticked up 1% year over year. Disney Parks revenue rose 21%. Hmm. 1% on entertainment and media. 21% on theme parks. Disney Plus and Hulu generated sales of $5.3 billion, a bit lower than expectations. Total Disney Plus paid subscribers declined 1% sequentially, but beat expectations. They were expected to fall to 161.1 million. They fell to 161.8 million. Total Hulu subscribers grew 2% to 48 million. ESPN Plus subscribers grew 2% to 24.9 million. It is a lot going on. 
And we have so many streaming services in our life. That's all I really have to say. I think the the one thing I want to walk away with, 7,000 jobs is lovely. That'll make Wall Street happy. Is when Facebook said we're going to focus on efficiency, they were really saying we're going to cut the fat. When Iger says we're going to focus on the dividend, um, but them expecting it modest, it's still kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what we want from you. We don't want you to be a tech growth company, even though you had to get through that period of being a tech growth company to catch Netflix. Now get back to being boring. PepsiCo, this is a big company. When I, you, when I say Pepsi, you think probably Pepsi and Diet Pepsi, right? But I think Doritos and Cheetos and other brands, Frito-Lay reported flat volume for the quarter, despite double-digit revenue growth for Doritos and Cheetos. The food and beverage giant's price hikes mitigated inflation. It helped sales grow, but it also hurt demand. I don't know how I I feel about talking about soda. It seems so how shall we say um, flat, <laughs> new fizzy, but we could talk about Pepsi zero sugar. Saw its volume climb 26%. Woo. New product. Pepsi's launching two Super Bowl ads on Sunday, highlighting Pepsi zero sugar. To me, what Pepsi is, it's, it's one of the eight companies I can name on an eight fingered hand that I'll find in my grocery store, up and down the aisles, basically everywhere. They dominate mini marts, but Coca-Cola does as well. And then you really get into who else is in that store. I would like to say this, that Warren Buffett has the right approach by buying a beverage company. He owns Coca-Cola. But... Let's pull in real quick a stock of Pepsi and say, keep in mind, one of the jobs out there that when I didn't know what I was going to do in high school, I didn't know, you know, did I have the brains to be a computer scientist, a computer engineer? Um, Would I ever be a delivery person like the guy who brings sodas to stores? that, That didn't turn me off. It was okay in my head. Um, all weird little jobs. What would he do? When I look at the chart of Pepsi, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It is stunning. Okay, so let's go back to 1986. It was a $5 stock. And then let's jump to 1991. It was a 16, $5 to 16. And then it goes five years later to 36. And then five years later, to 60 and then five years later to 92 and then five years later to 109 five years later to 156 now it's just under its all-time high of 171 is expensive yeah yeah but in the short term it's going to provide you not safety but it holds up well in a down market it's near an all-time high it's 10 points off which it hit last month so its all-time high was 186. Along the way, it pays a 2.6% dividend yield. Now, that is a what I would call a stunner. Let's say we just invested in the last 10 years, right? I think that's totally fair. 
it, it's gone from 67 to 174. And there was no period in time where you're like, dang it, I got the world's worst cancer company ever. This is, I just got to get it out of my portfolio. It's been a slow, steady, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's almost like that. And this is going to get, I'm going to show you the romantic side of me right now. When you meet your wife and you're 20 years old and you're like, that's a beautiful lady. And then 40 years later, you're like, that is still a beautiful lady. Um, the performance of Pepsi is stunning over time. Stunning. Stunning. Now, Coca-Cola, very similar company, very similar dividend. Very similar chart, maybe not as consistent. Maybe it got a little bit ahead of itself in 1998, and then it created some underperformance in 2000 to 2002. Just sideways performance, not even under, just sideways. Same kind of company in my mind. It's not going to get you in trouble. It's not going to be that girlfriend that, you know, says, it's two o'clock in the morning. Let's go get in trouble. Come on. Come on. Get it's it's going to be the one that you're 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 still stunned with 20 30 40 years later i'm just throwing that down there for you would i own those stocks i would um i own them in s&p 500 funds but i wish i owned them directly you mind i work with ep wealth i don't even know everything i own at this point in time i let their investment policy committee help me but I still manage a big chunk of my own portfolio. I'm going to be working with EP Wealth tonight, giving a seminar in Cupertino at the Juniper Hotel, 63830 with CFP Chad Burton, talking about income and retirement. I'm going to tell you a stock I recently bought and why, and much, much more. Come out, sign up, last five seats at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. It's earnings season. We're starting to get towards the tail end. Earnings season happens every 90 days. It's when corporate America has to tell us how they did. And usually it's a big shock or a reveal or time to tell the truth moment. I like earnings season. If you don't like earnings season, I want to be an individual stockholder. If you like football, I don't think you have time to be passionate about football and stocks. I throw that down there with respect. My knowledge of football is not good. My knowledge of investing is is much better. My knowledge of financial planning is weak. It's good. It's better than yours. I guarantee it. But I ultimately work with a professional. I have a team, an accountant, because my taxes are complicated because I have real estate in two or three states. Because I've got business interest in two or three states. I can't do it myself. Most Americans can. But I think a team approach is the right way of looking at things. If your stockbroker invites you to play golf, I think he's the wrong person for me. I'd rather have my investor, you know, meet with me with a plan and say, look, you're on track. Or if something comes undone, you don't have enough emergency money, you're going to dip into your stocks. And if it's during a bad time, your sequence of taking money out started too soon and you're going to run out of money. 
that's the thing that Chad does really well in his presentations. And I'm working on a second presenter this year, Stephanie Richmond at EP. And I'm trying to tap into what she's going to do great. And I think for her, it's part of the process is not getting bogged down and creating a wonderful life with your finances, still tinkering with it. So as we learn together, but let's help brand it. Um, if we do well this year, I'll get a bigger, bigger distribution and I'll continue doing this for as long as everyone's happy. PepsiCo, Win Resorts, Duke Energy, O'Reilly Automotive, Tapestry, AstraZeneca, App Lovin, and Kamiko all have positive responses to their earnings. Disney's the king of the responses today. I should mention that. When Disney's a big market-weighted company, so when they do well, I'm not going to say we all do well, but it certainly sets a nice tone for the day. I'm looking at all three markets, four markets. Here's the four markets, and here's the thing that stinks. Because I work in TV, sometimes they ask me to do things that I regret. Like, hey, can you talk about the market hitting 34,000? I'm like, no, let's talk about the market going up for five years, and now it's at 34,000. Just because it hits a round number, it's not impressive to me. Um, so I talk about the Russell 2000. That's small cap companies. Think of them as companies that don't have exposure to Russia and Ukraine. Think of them as American companies in America that does business in America. Now, some of them do international, for sure. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30. These are stocks that have been around since your daddy was a child, in theory. The NASDAQ, more growth-oriented companies that don't pay dividends. Some do. The S&P 500, more of a reflection of the top 20 to 40 companies in the United States. Many pay dividends. So I would say sexiest, NASDAQ. Most conservative, Dow, in between the S&P 500. And the Russell 2000 is something that you need because you never know when earnings are going to work and earnings aren't going to work. And it's the small companies that have the ability to become big companies or mid-sized companies. Am I concerned that Microsoft and Apple are so big that it, they almost can't move the needle anymore? Even if the new headset, augmented reality, virtual reality headset, sells well for Apple, will it be able to sell enough to move the stock? Probably not. So to me, Apple's now an ecology company where the phone leads you to get the glasses, the glasses lead you to get the watch, the watch leads you to get the backup services, the backup services also have video games that you can play. A lot going on there. Southwest is going to get in front of Congress today, and this is going to be a joke. Where they're just going to get yelled at by Congress, like, why did your planes not fly over Christmas when our constituents needed to fly? And Southwest will be like, we're very, very sorry. I just don't understand how you didn't have enough planes, says the congressman from Texas. And Southwest will be, we're very, very sorry. Interesting day. Google's lower again today, man. They blow the whole artificial intelligence thing. Kind of feels like they did. We're giving a, not a blank check to Microsoft. 
but Microsoft is taking it and running so far. Google looks really attractive on a valuation basis on the short term, midterm, long term on a valuation basis. Um, but they look really bad with artificial intelligence. And right now, rock, scissors, paper, artificial intelligence is beating everything. What else do we need to know about today? As far as big stories go, let's talk a little bit about retirement income distribution plan. I think it's as critical as saving. Accumulating wealth, you have to have an idea of when you're going to turn that into an income tap. You need to have a strategy that's designed, in my opinion. Once I turned 50 a couple of years ago, I decided my focus now needs to have a little bit more time instead of diverted, instead of all finding growth companies and talking about the next AI company. I need to divert some of that time to distribution of that asset in my life, in my family's lifetime. A wealth plan ensures you won't run out of money in retirement. You prepare your cash flow needs. You look for increased inflation pressures, taxes and expenses, healthcare costs. Having a retirement account is simply not enough. Got a father-in-law that he had some bad teeth, so he just got four teeth replaced. He's 84. Three, eighty-four. The point being is that's expensive, and he reminds me every time I see him, like, oh yeah, they just took out four teeth and put four fake ones in, and um, it's expensive. My best advice is brush and floss a little bit more. There's some really, really good electric toothbrushes. Um, is he didn't do a great job. And now he's finding it's expensive in retirement. So I'm going to ease into distribution of my assets. I'm going to start going into decumulation mode when I stop working and when the income stops coming in. I have more than enough to retire and live to the day I die and leave enough money to my kids so that they can live till the day they die. Why am I still investing? Because I'm working. And I'm not ready to start distributing Am I worried? Not worried at all. That feels good. A comprehensive wealth plan not only addresses portfolio risk management, but it also incorporates strategies to lower your tax liability and maximize your income. That's exactly what CFP Chad Burton is going to talk about tonight. This was a presentation I didn't care much about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because I wasn't even thinking about distribution. But now that I am. I've got over 500,000, and now that I'm over 50, I'm definitely thinking about what am I going to do? Inflation has risen by nearly 4% on average over the last 50 years. Currently, inflationary pressure is much higher, probably bringing a lot of people back down to earth. And the rules are changing on required minimum distributions, where you can lower your tax bill during the distribution phase of life. Any money in a 401k or traditional IRA will be subject to RMDs, which now begin at the age of 73. According to new RMD rules in the Secure 2.0 Act, we're living longer and our Congress is letting us defer longer. I will tell you that I think everyone in the room is very keen and they, they, they are very aware that Social security is not enough for the average person. 
it was originally designed as a safety net for orphans and widows. And it was primarily designed when we lived to 65 years old. America and the world gets better every five years, in my opinion. We are an amazing country. People on the planet do an amazing job coming up with cures, coming up with new technologies. One of the theories they say why we should have more kids is we could learn how to distribute food better at a lower cost and a lower price to the environment. The more people we create, the more chance we'll have breakthrough technologies. It's a really odd thought. I don't think it's crazy. I think you could win a Nobel Prize by having a thought like that. Um, I'm not wacky like Elon Musk. I'm not going to say, we need to have 420 billion people on the planet. Did you just do another marijuana joke with 420 billion people? Um, but it is interesting that uh, we're going to hit peak population probably 2055 to 2060. And then we're going to start declining. And a lot of people in the economic theory world thinks that's when society will start to decline. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Why do all the monsters come out at night? I was a big fan of monster literature as a child. Frankenstein and Dracula and um, the whole canon, to be quite honest with you. And one of the secrets I was telling my son the other day of why I did so well in college was that I had a learning disability that was never caught. Um, it takes me a little bit longer to process notes Generally speaking, and I've got a form of dyslexia that's it's um, it's not the IB4E kind. It's the surface. So when I look, I can't do foreign languages as well as you can, but yet I can speak fluently when I'm in France. So I don't learn well, and that transfers into other parts of colleges and high schools. I was teaching my kid about how since he's very similar to me and the way he learns, I was like, you have to do a little more research than everyone else. And in college, I would um, find the book reading list from the professor. The professor was so happy. Hey, a student was calling me three weeks before school. I'd start reading all the books beforehand. I didn't even know what chapters I was supposed to read. But if it was a book like Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, I'd, I'd read it. And... Then I would go to the critical literature of the time, what was written in the newspapers about this book, what was written in the education journals about this book. And I'd go, wow, I just thought it was about this guy bringing back a dead thing and the dead thing runs through the, the city. No, it's about being God and creating life and being responsible for what you create. And it's about the fear of, of science in society and medical doctors which I think you can say during COVID, we definitely had a certain part of our society that was afraid of medicine. So you can see how you can learn from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and apply it to today. Ultimately, the monster was pretty innocent and pretty sweet. He just wanted to be loved. 
he didn't ask to become back and and be dumber than average, but stronger than mo- most. He didn't ask for that. He just wanted his creator to accept him. And the creator was appalled by him and turned his back. I know you're saying, whoa. So when I told that to my kid, I was like, you know, let me show you. And we went to a library and I showed him how you could research critical essays about things that you're reading. And um, saved me a lot of time from trying to figure out the meaning of it myself. Was it cheating and not thinking on my own? Probably. Am I proud of it? No. But when I learned in college that I, I, I had the French tutor, the French teacher be my tutor. And she's like, oh, you're going to get an A on the test. And I'd go to do the test. And part of learning a language is you say the word bicycle and you come up in, in English and you think of the word bicycle and you, you see an image of a bicycle. Then you switch your head to French and you see le bicycle. For lack of guessing and not knowing what the word is, you just throw the L-E in front of it. But if you can't see the word correctly, like you see a bicycle without spokes, it gets lost in the translation, even if you think it's a bicycle. So anyway, taught my kid a little bit about that. Because um, he's getting ready to go into the high school years where things get a little bit tougher and you have to do a little bit more work than the person next to you. Anyhow, big event coming up tonight, income and retirement. This is a big one. Um, I'm doing four on the peninsula this year. Um, sign up at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Oh, no, no, it's just robblackshow.com is where you sign up. Hit the events page. It's in the upper right-hand corner. Um, if you've been to more than three of these, please don't come because we're almost full. I had to tell a long-time listener last night, like, please don't come. Like, you've been to too many of these, and it's just it's tough to give the same presentation in front of the same people and they're hearing the same joke. So I'm writing some new jokes, but one of the things I'm writing today for fresh is where are we in this correction? I think we're at least a third the way through maybe 50%. Okay. So it's been about a year. I'm saying it could go up to three. Um, It could be 24 months or 13 months in. What's next to hit? I think you're going to see some job cuts. We're seeing them now. Disney cutting 7,000 employees um, is an example. Now, Disney didn't overhire during the pandemic like Microsoft and Google did. So the job cuts in tech, I felt, are a little bit faux as it's more right-sizing, whereas the job techs in Disney are more, uh, we got to trim the fat. And then you see a company like an Affirm that's doing buy now, pay later, cutting 20% of their staff. And you're like, not earning money. They're trying to hold on every penny they got. There's different types of job cuts and how they play on companies. And I just want you to like be honest with yourself and like slow things down and learn. With interest rates, you know how the Fed's been hiking interest rates 75 basis points? It takes about nine months for a rate hike to be hit into your credit card for you to start falling behind on payments. Corporate America doesn't have the, well, we need money to expand, so we're going to borrow it at 1%. Now they're borrowing money at 4%. And when you go to your board of directors and you say, how am I going to return this money, get a return on investment on it, it's a lot tougher at 4, 5, 6% than it is at 1, 2, 3%. So I think the pain is going to come from higher interest rates that haven't bled into our economy and job cuts as companies are trying to deal with inflation and trying to deal with how they sell their product to people who are losing their jobs. Now, there's some industries that I think are going to win no matter what. Travel is one of them. 
I think the pandemic pissed us off. And, you know, here's a weird secret out of me. This is the Rob Black weird secret segment. I've never flicked anyone off in my life. I don't believe in it. I believe that every human being might have a gun, and if I flick them off, they might shoot me. I don't know why I have that fear, but I do. But right now, I would flick off the pandemic if I could and break my record because we all want to travel, right? I'm like, uh, yes, I'm going to go skiing in a couple of weeks, and a couple of weeks after that, I want to be on a beach in Mexico. That costs some dobre me. I think travel is going to have a very good 2023. I almost forgot which year we're in. Happy New Year! Big event tonight. Cupertino, Juniper Hotel. Sign up at Rob Black's show. 6.30 to 8.30 this evening. Income and taxes and retirement. They're two biggies. Learn all about it with CFP, Chad Burton, and I. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.